You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. We did have ChatGPT chime in, and she's doing a pretty good Matt Hamilton impersonation. All that this proves yeah. is that I can do your job better than you. Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, go Pack Go. Matt, she's coming for you. Wow. <laughs> That's radio Steve and Matt. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Jen Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We're presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush the Coors Light. He's Alex Strofe. I'm Jim Rutledge. Matt Hamilton is back tomorrow. He's been out in San Francisco for a much-deserved vacation for his wife. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for him. Uh, Matt was tagging along, as he is known to do. Yeah, that is as he's known to do. It was nice of him to call in yesterday. I do appreciate that. We got a little Matt Hamilton fix yesterday. But he'll be back tomorrow. I'll... I'll uh, Kick Ryan out of the producer's room. We'll have the three of us for one day, and then I'm going to start my five-day weekend. Now, resetting what we've been talking about here, Green Bay, look, just brace yourself. There's going to be some whiny national media folks that are going to crap on it a little bit. I think, look, Green Bay, the city, and the fan base deserves to have the NFL draft. I don't think Green Bay is the best representation for the state of Wisconsin, but it is what it is. It's the only place you can have it in right. the state of Wisconsin. And I will say, also, we also talked a little bit about uh, your favorite candy bar. You can chime in on that, 844-770-3776. If you've missed any of today's show, you can listen back. Wisconsin, the man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. And that is brought to you by our friends at Revive Restoration. RevivePros.com is the website. If you need mold remediation, smoke, or water damage, RevivePros.com is where you need to go. And uh, you gave a rundown of... What Jordan loved it today, we'd say, uh, and kind of going off Matt LaFleur's words as well, uh, kind of a meh plus. Like, meh plus. Yeah, yeah. It was it was mostly a good day. It sounded like yesterday might have been a little rough, given LaFleur's reaction. But it seemed like everything that was reported today, or excuse but me, love only had practice one, today. He said there's still a lot to clean up. So, But uh, he was asked about the first two days. Yeah. Um, okay. And it seemed like everything I read today outside of one throw was good for love. So here's what we don't know. And it's like we can see the ball leave his hands. Is yeah. that where he's supposed to throw it? Did it leave his hands on time? Ooh, I saw the I saw the propaganda starting already of the throw he made to Watson. Oh, it was a pretty ball. I mean, it was short. It was like a ten yard pass, but it was a pretty ball. It's so fun. Like how could I? Like, I watch these videos and I watch them of my favorite team too. I can't figure out if the ball's good or not. I just take everyone's word if it's, for if it. If it's a tight spiral, that's all I'm looking for. I got well, there. Good it was God! A good I hope location. I hope every quarterback out there right now is throwing a tight spiral. In are um, they in shells or are they even Lamar in, Jackson? Lamar Jackson's always been known to not throw a super clean spiral. He's okay. gotten better at it, though. But that one doesn't. I mean, he's a a freak. I mean, he's a, a freak. Yeah, he's right, a right. yeah, he's a one of one. Like what he can do otherwise, it doesn't matter. My point being of like, if you're throwing as a quarterback who's going to have to make their living throwing a football, you got to be able to put a, spice, a tight spiral out there right now. But I will say for Jordan Love, we'll go mid plus. I would have gone higher, but Lafleur seems to temper some expectations. There's some things we just might not know that Jordan Love's not doing. There's so much footwork stuff we can never figure out in training camp of. Yes, the ball looked good. Was that what he's supposed to be doing? I don't know the answer. LaFleur is the only one that does. That's so fair. We'll go with Matt Plus, based mainly on LaFleur's lukewarm. Like, hey, it was good, but we got a long way to go. Uh, sounds like Lucas Van Ness, first-round pick, tearing it up there against second team. 
Uh, yeah, Lucas Van Ness had a great day, according to Matt Schneidman of The Athletic. Uh, was go. with the second team. Yeah, let's go. Was tearing it up. I guess he got to Danny Etling, who was taking the quarterback two reps, uh, which being Sean go. Clifford, quarterback three. Uh, but he was he got Danny Etling a few times. Are we really dressing Etling and Clifford and Love as your quarterbacks this year? Yeah. Well, fuck. I, I, I mean, look. I, I guess there's guys like Nick Foles and, and Carson Wentz still out there. Like they would be, just be good in the room, right? I think Foles would be better than Wentz. Well, Wentz would not no, be good in the room. That's fair. I'll give you that. But like, you just want someone in the room uh, just to... But but they're lacking that at so many positional groups. You're right. I don't disagree with you. But, but they've they've. It just seems like they're embracing. Hey, we're young. We're upcoming. We're coming up later. You know, maybe this year isn't the year we win the Super Bowl. But they, I, I don't know, Jim. I don't understand. So I'm with you. I so agree with you. But please call in on this eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Because I don't want to say matter of factly, but it is hard for me to just recall a situation where there is an incredibly young quarterback without a veteran for the backup. Yeah. And Andy Dalton's done it plenty of times. Now he's currently doing it in Carolina. Uh, you know, Chicago brought in Mike Glennon. Last year it was Trevor Simeon. Doesn't even have to be Chase Daniel before that. Like you usually have. I mean, the, the Dolphins they had Teddy Bridgewater with yeah. Tua there. The Chiefs. I mean, Mahomes was behind Alex Smith, but they still had Chad Henney. Uh, and so you look at You're totally I'm, right Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. I mean, even Russell Wilson, when he took over for Matt Flynn, he was a veteran by that point. Right? Well, he Matt was, Flynn was got signed to, to start, but yeah, he still was a veteran right. in, the, in the room. Yeah, I'm just off the top of my head. Like, I get, it's really hard to find. Just from the sheer, like, someone that can help you be a professional. Not that Jordan Love didn't see that from Aaron Rodgers, but when you have to go out there. And let's say, let's assume Jordan Love has a good season for a first-year starter. Sure. We'll call it like a C-plus season overall, sure. but on a curve like a B. Mm-hmm. He's going to get beat up. He's going to have tough days. He's going to have highs. He's going to have lows. You want someone in that room with him that is his buddy that says, I've been there. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Watch this sort of thing. Check out this sort of thing. Like Those are the things that I hope to God the Packers are bringing someone in. Because I get it in other positions, kind of, but at the quarterback position, we haven't really dug into it. We will focus on, like, are they serious about winning? Because if Love gets hurt, and they go to Clef- Clifford or Etling, it's over. But forget even that side of it. You just need someone in that room. I don't even care if they're not good. Sign Chase Daniel, Trevor Simeon, or Mike Glenn. Just someone in there who's started games in the NFL has had to do it for a whole season and knows what Jordan Love's going to be going through. Yeah, you're Give right. Give the man a friend. But look at the other position groups. But it, Wide receiver? Uh, yeah. And Christian I don't just, Watson's the oldest one. I know, and I don't agree so at least with that. Jordan Love's more of a veteran than, than they have in the wide receiver room, which but, is more concerning to me. And I know we'll do this probably later in the week, the most concerning position groups right now safety. to me. Safety and wide receiver are number one for me. Tied for number one. Tight end's concerning, too. You really don't have a veteran in that room either. I mean, Josiah DeGuara? Can I follow up on that? Because here's the th- you know, the whole story with Amari Rodgers. I mean, Tyler has talked about this. What's the story they always say for rookies and why their second year is always better? Because they don't know what the hell they're doing in your room? Not only that, and I, everyone's very open on it. You spend your offseason this year getting ready for the draft, and you just finished the college football season. There's no break. There's you no do recovery. the senior bowl right. Yes. You just roll right into yes, it. It's a really long year. And the, the, a lot of rookies talk about that, and they talk about how much better it is from year one to year two. That's why everyone was excited about Stokes because he had that time off. So now you got a team, and you can be excited about Dobbs and Watson, but now you got a team at that positional group, specifically a tight end, a bunch of guys who, yeah. one, are learning what to do, but two, would have worn out that rookie wall hits because you don't get that time, and you also don't get a full offseason of having the NFL team 
look at your body and say, all right, here's what you need to do this offseason. Follow this workout plan. Follow this diet to put on the weight and be in the position we need you to be when you get here. Yeah, you're totally right about that. It's going to be interesting to see how, how these groups develop. And rightfully so, you're concerned about the lack of a veteran in any of those rooms, right? Yeah, I quarterback mean, number. I mean, I just feel like you I, need I, I a think buddy right. more than anyone. You're not wrong on wide receiver, but quarterback. What are we doing? Like, it seems like I know you gave me a hard time when I said that it's never happened as far as a quarterback and youngsters doing it, but I don't even know if you could think. I can't off the top of my head at all think of just rolling out there with a super young quarterback who has to take a lot of snaps and no veteran there. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Somebody texted an RG3, so I'll try to look up the, the Washington roster. I think that was 2012. And, and again, when we're he was not drafted. talking about starting the rookie or the young player, I'm talking about the guys on the roster. Yeah. yeah. And. And RG3, and I love him, he's doing great with ESPN, that didn't work out well in the end. Now, part of it was, um, you know, he ran the ball a lot and he was a slight player. Again, people look at RG3 and they go, oh, Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields can't work. Go look at the, the body size of even Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields, especially Justin Fields compared to an RG3. Yeah, RG three and Kirk Cousins were drafted the same year, so okay. they were the two. Okay. They were the two guys on on the uh, the Washington roster that year. But there was no veteran. There was just those two. Okay, so that I guess that's a really good example. Uh, I want to check who texted in. The Adam and Madison texted that one in. So Kirk Cousins and RG three were rookies the same year in Washington. Um, that's pretty much the only example so I can think. We of. got it. Jordan Love's going to fail, and Clifford's going to turn into Kirk Cousins. Great, uh, <laughs> great. Uh, failed the injuries, by the way, but. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, it, it is really interesting, and, and I think you're right. To have a buddy, to have even some locker room presence for other guys, right? A guy that's seen it like Nick Foles or Carson Wentz. I mean, Nick Foles saw it at the highest level. He won a Super Bowl. Yep. So I, I think he would be a great add to help develop some of these receivers, too, in, in the tight end room and understand, okay, this is what it's like to play at the highest level. Um, and with the understanding, yeah, you're going to be the backup. I would love that. I would think that would be a great move. But it seems like the Packers are really embracing this youth movement they're headed towards, and they're in the middle of. They're the youngest team in the league. They have the least experienced receiver room in the league by a mile. It is it is really intriguing. And I don't think it's going to work in year one, but it might work down the road. It seems to me, Jim, and I imagine this is it, they want Jordan Love to be the veteran. They want him to be the guy. They want him to own that veteran presence and be that locker room leader um, because he is the starting quarterback. He is QB1. So it seems to me like that's the Packers' MO in all of this is, hey, Jay Love, you are the leader. You are the guy in charge. And that's why they haven't brought in a veteran. And at least that's my theory on it. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're going to throw some stones next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Jordan Love uh, has, what, the entire population of Green Bay? <laughs> just or, about. Uh, just darn near it, surrounding him uh, up in uh, Lambeau Field. Yeah, at his locker right now, Jordan Love meeting with the media. Matt Schneidman of The Athletic just posted a video. You can see Wildy in there somewhere. He's like, it's like, where's Waldo? Where's Wildy? Um, and there's just, I mean, seriously, there's got to be... 50, 60 people around him with cameras and microphones. I mean, yeah, that's that's quarterback one at, at, for the Green Bay Packers. That's, that's the treatment you get. But wow, that is uh, that is something that is something special. I'm really curious where the Jordan Love journey takes the Packers. And yeah, me too. 
We Rip all and, are. Rip and Rona chimed in. Uh, good point that Aaron Rodgers' first year as a starter, it was uh, Matt Flynn basically as his backup. Was and he was a rookie. A, a rookie. Now, and he did jokes. So we have the blueprint. You also had a, <laughs> you also had a team coming off an NFC Championship game. Correct. So there was more there. Hey, only, uh, what, three years removed here. <laughs> uh, but the important pieces. Right, uh, no longer. Many yeah, right. uh, pieces removed from that right, team. Right. And... Yeah, again, I don't see Jordan Love. He might be. He might end up being your Mitch Trubisky, just in a different way. Like could Trubisky, yeah. was he looked panicked out there? Honestly, and if something went bad. He was tanked. And you've said this before, and, and we take this as such a negative, but that is a realistic trajectory for Love, and that's a, that's a realistic trajectory for a lot of NFL quarterbacks. That's just the way it works out. You're pretty. You're solid. You're good enough, and that's really what Trubisky was. It got him to a, a playoff game that they probably should have won, and then doink doink. But other than that, I mean, Trubisky did what he needed to do. He had a good year or two as the quarterback of Chicago. Now, we hope, obviously, Love is more. We hope he's the third straight Hall of Fame quarterback for the Packers. The realistic, uh, the, you know, the reality of the situation is that's very unlikely. It's very so, hard to be Hall of Fame quarterback. Just real quick before we get to Stones, give me like an app. What do you think over his three main years as a starter for the Bears? There was some injured time in there. Yeah, you're what so you, much better at stats. But though. I have in front of me, like, what do you think his completion percentage was? Oh, okay. So this I can do. Yeah. Let's go like Just a on average. 62%? About 65. Higher? 60, maybe okay. even 66. One was 67, one was 67, and then there's 63 in there. So we'll go with 65. 65, 66, yeah. yeah. Uh, yards? Average? Somewhere around like the 3.2 mark? I would say, yeah, there was the year he was injured. It was closer to two, but the other years he was over 3,000. Okay. So, but he missed time. So I think on average. Never a 4,000 yard season? No, they've okay. never had it. So, oh, you're right. 65, so we'll say 65% completion percentage, 3,000 yards. Is Chicago the only team to never have a 4,000 yard passer? Yeah. And Fields probably won't be one because he's so good on on, on the run, right? I feel like he's going to have 4,000 total yards yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I don't think he'll have it through the air. Could have been super far off last year either. Right. And then touchdowns. Uh, just mm. what's an average there? I don't think he threw a lot. I'll say like 18. I'd say about 20. Okay. So basically, on average for three seasons as a starter, uh, we're counting a little bit. We're, we're fudging the stats a little bit because he was injured for some of the time. 65% completion percentage, 3,000 yards passing, 20, 20 touchdowns, and about nine interceptions. That's really not that bad. That made a Pro Bowl in 2019, it right? Got, it was the quarterback who got the Bears the division and got them into the playoffs. Now he was figured out and thing. Look, what happened with Chicago was their defense fell apart. Yeah. And when Vic Fangio left. So, and why are we talking about that? Mitch Trubisky is not the worst turnout for what uh, If Jordan, Jordan Love does that this year, right? If he does yeah, the so, about yeah. 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, 9 here, interceptions, here, 65%, I think we take that as a win. You'll be very excited at this. Mitch Trubisky's first year as a starter, 67% completion percentage, 3,223 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, a QB rating of 95.4. That'd be a great year for Jordan Love. And that was what, that's what had everyone in Chicago excited. That would be a great year for Jordan Love. Yep. And it, it, I, I hate admitting that, obviously, because of the Bears thing, and, but no ill will. But that's why everyone was excited in Chicago. That'd be a good like, year. Oh, why do you get excited over quarterback? That's a year that if Jordan Love does this this year... We will be excited. Without Absolutely. Doubt, and you should be. Now, what happened was Trubisky never got better. It's like Joel Stavi. Joel right. Stavi kind of just hit a, it's a stopping point. But he was a good enough quarterback to win 9-10 games at Wisconsin, right? So, yeah, you're right about that. And the hope is for Love, and it seems to be the case for Love, but again, we've seen so much limited live time with him that you don't really know how much of a jump he's made, but it seems like he has made a jump year to year, but it seems pretty minute. But again, this is practice. This is a little bit... Well, the hard he didn't part have is, preseason his first year. And I don't so. disagree he's made a jump, but he was bad in Kansas City. 
Yeah. By the time that game finished, yeah. that was just bad. And A, he was playing a very, very good team. Yep. I think they may have won the Super Bowl this year, at least gotten there. Uh, B, it was a short week. He, he found out late. He yep. found, I think he found out Wednesday that Sunday he was playing, I yep. think, if I'm remembering correctly. And then, you know, it, and it was his first game. Um, and it was on the road. And that's not addictive. I, I'm, pressure, I'm sure pressure. He's clearly better than he was, but no. better than that doesn't mean he's going to be... We'll find out December 3rd when they play the Chiefs, Jimmy. We'll find out. And they better put Mahomes' parents in the top row. But there's no such thing as a bad seat at Lambeau Field. That's, the that's issue. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Mahomes' anyway. parents could probably just buy, sit wherever they want to sit. Yeah, that's probably true. He's I'm not saying Jordan Love's parents couldn't, but at this point, Mahomes' parents can sit uh, wherever they want. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. All right, it is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Each and every day, I waste a ton of time scrolling Twitter, and it leaves me with more questions than answers. Instead of answering those questions myself, I'll bring them to Jim and Strofe looking for answers. I'll score those answers throughout, and at the end, we crown a winner of throwing stones. And speaking of crowns, LeBron James <laughs> knocked out of the playoffs last night. The Solid. Los Angeles the Lakers were swept last night by the Denver Nuggets. And post-game, LeBron apparently unsure if he'll be with the team when the 2023-24 season starts. I love this. In fact, here was his quote from post-game right here. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I had a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going, going forward with the game of basketball, Got a lot to think about. Hold on. Before you ask any question, Jim, who does that sound just like? That's Aaron Rodgers. Dude, that sounds just like Aaron Rodgers. Wow, that's wild. I hadn't heard it yet. I read it. But wow. He says just... Anyway, I understand. Just the He's amazing, slow. right? He's done it for 20 years. But anyway, what's All your right, question? All right, I'll go ahead and start with you. Do you think LeBron hangs him up before next year? No, I think this is very Rodgers, like, emotions are high-esque. LeBron is going to play when Bronny's drafted, inevitably, um, because he's he's essentially talked that into existence. He's manifested it. We don't know how good Bronny James is going to be at USC. Probably won't even play a whole lot next year, but he's going to get drafted, inevitably, because he's always said, whoever lands Bronny is going to land me as well. And even age 40 or 41 Bron is still going to be terrific. Nobody, I mean, let me rephrase, very few have done it at such a high level for as long as LeBron has now, 20 seasons in. He's one of the all-time greats, if not the all-time great, but but this is super Rodgers-esque. It's unbelievable. I didn't realize how similar that sounded to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, LeBron is right there and above Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as having like, the longest and most productive career in NBA history. Absolutely. What he's doing also, Rodgers-esque, he's holding Lakers hostage. He is telling the Lakers, uh, maybe I won't play. And if I don't, you're screwed. And Jordan did this, and LeBron is older, but you're telling me LeBron couldn't any team would happily take LeBron back if he sat for a year and said, I'm just going to, I'm retired, but I won't turn in my papers and then come back the following year. I know a guy that did team. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's uh, Jordan, you know, he did it when he was younger, but yeah, he could do that. And if LeBron wants to play with his son, he still could take the year off. Yeah. He, and was, do it. he was younger, but uh, but obviously when he went to Washington, yep. right? I mean, every, yep. anybody's going to take him. Yeah. When you're one of the greatest of all time to ever do it, especially in a sport like basketball, dude. LeBron could probably play at 43 years old if he wanted to, you know? So you're right about that. And I will say, I feel like I feel like somehow Anthony Davis is going to end up in Dallas and Kyrie Irving is going to end up in Los Angeles. 
Whoa, that's a hot take. Wow. And could you, but a side note. They need Davis in LA, don't they? He was so good for them for most of the playoffs. I mean, obviously he had a few games where you yelled at me for using the term disappeared last week. So I will say he just slowed down a little bit. Because uh, he had some really big games yeah. in the playoffs. When he plays. Yeah. Well, sure. that's that's all. If they somehow get Kyrie and AD. So the problem is. But the, them, that same issue with Kyrie. When he plays. And LeBron. He doesn't play as much in the regular season. I don't blame him. He's older. Yeah, like, he's old. He's, he's earned it. That is a team that is a weird. I would not bet on them to win the title. But I would say that. It wouldn't shock me. I think ideally they'd like to pull out three, but if they pull out three, then they have to kind of basically, they're very top-heavy. They have to cut out all their role players, even ones that were important this year. So if you traded AD, brought Kyrie in, both teams get better, and the Lakers would have some money to fill in better role players. Real quick, I reported earlier Alan Lazard left Jets practice. He just tweeted, I'm good, y'all. Not sure why they didn't report that I practiced the rest of the day at 100%, but I'm good. Just got hit in the gonads. That's all. Just wanted to throw that out there. All right, well, Alan Lazard not having the greatest day of practice. <laughs> and I saw a viral TikTok of a Taylor Swift fan who said she had, quote, one of the worst experiences ever at Taylor's Eras Tour uh, concert. Uh, this is Maria Santora from North Carolina. She apparently spent 450 on a floor ticket for herself to night one at Gillette Stadium. And towards the end of the concert, one of the fans next to her began throwing up. There wasn't Ooh. much room, so Maria soon found herself covered in with the women's puke all over her clothing. Maria went on to say she couldn't get towels from the bathroom because they only had hand dryers and none of the food vendors had any napkins. And she alleged that when she left her seat, security yelled at her for not being in the right spot. So Mm. I ask you guys, what is your worst concert or special event sort of experience? Jim, I'll go ahead and start with you. Man, I wish I had a cool story. I can't think off the top of my head of like a bad experience. You've never had like downpour rain at a concert, covered in mud, just like something where you. That's yeah. happened to me, but it was so enjoyable. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Um, I went to Bonnaroo free, but again, that was a good time. I can't remember it all, but like, I feel like yeah, you're stinky and gross for some of those music festival things. If you're out like at one place for a while, so. And I don't, I don't really have a, a bad one. I would say this: like I saw Juvenile in concert at uh, the Mecca. It was trash. It was super late. The mics didn't work. The music didn't match up. It was the worst of all the performances there. Too short had performed earlier. A couple other rappers had performed, and Juvenile was, and it was, I swear, like twenty five minutes. So I would say, from like an actual experience of the mu- of like the music side of it, Juvenile and that that whole crew was pretty awful. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, I will say, uh, Brooks and Dunn, the famous country music uh, duo, they played three songs at Country USA and Oshkosh when I saw them. They didn't sound good, and then they left the stage. And then I saw. Um, an Do you know artist- they wrote like zero of their songs? I mean, that doesn't shock me. When I was down in Nashville, I the, one of the guys who performed something we saw like a singer songwriter yeah. thing. He's he was not like ripping them. He's just like, no, I wrote this one, this one, this one. He no wrote, like, like my wish was not yeah. written by like well, that's Rascal Flatts. Oh, I'm sorry, but still, I mean, Brooks Dunst wrote a ton as well. But, yeah, like he wrote all their songs. That's how a lot of super that. popular country For artists sure. are. A lot of there's a ton of singer songwriters in Nashville I, I, who write all these songs we've never heard of them. I did yeah. see. I will say this. I think Chris Stapleton it, was it actually ended up being a pretty good show. But Black Bear, this was back in 2016 at the Majestic here in town and uh, he was still in his phase where he was doing drugs which he no longer does thankfully Uh, but he came on the stage played one song 
said, you MFers aren't loud enough. I'll come back when you respect me. Left the stage for like a half an hour and then came back out into the show. Wow. Which was really awkward. He finished the show. He finished the show and it was actually a pretty good show, but it, he like stormed off because he wasn't, he didn't think the fans appreciated him enough, which was really strange. But wow. um, he did the show and we stayed, so it was good. And then it was pouring out, of course, when we drove home, but... Other than that, I mean, it was a good show. But. That reminds me of the Dave Chappelle in his first uh, Netflix special when he talked about when he was in Detroit. Yeah. And he walked off stage yeah. because the whole city of Detroit booed him. I have a good Dave Chappelle at Summerfest story. I, I would love to hear it. So I saw him at Summerfest, and he was doing a little, uh, like, his normal thing. And he did, like, some ad-lib stuff. He was making fun of some of the rides there. Because they, when they had the comedians perform, it was over by the the uh, amphitheater, but the amphitheater also had like rides and music, so like it was kind of like pocketed, not in the amphitheater area, but near that area, so you could hear some of the rides. He was making some jokes about that, and he's like, man, I'm thirsty, uh, and then like three people walked up and handed them a beer. He's like, man, you guys are great. And so then he says, all right, Milwaukee, I need a pound of weed and a helicopter. Who's getting it for me? So, uh, so that was just like, you're just joking about how great Milwaukee was. Because <laughs> he kept asking for like a few things, and people kept on bringing it up to him. And so he's like, That's wow, you funny. guys are so nice. That's funny. What's the uh, What was the uh, pop movie that he had back when Half-baked. he was in? Half-Baked. That yeah, sounds I like love, a scene from Half-Baked. Very good movie. That movie yeah. Very good movie. Abba Zabba, you're my only friend. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I haven't seen the movie. I've just heard of it a oh, few times. Dude, I know. I know. I love it. Dave Chappelle. That's, and that's my. I think that's my favorite stoner movie because it's an actual stoner movie. Pineapple Express is just. Too, I love it. It's just long. And there's a lot I of stuff really in like, there. I like really like Pineapple. I do Express. too. But like at some point, I'm like, what are we doing? Like you know, like it's just. Uh, actually, I think and I won't call it a stoner movie, but this is the end. Oh, that movie's fantastic. I, I enjoy love that one that movie. more. Pineapple Express is great. It's just too long. Ryan, I know for a fact you're gonna like this movie. Okay. Throw it at me. Stoner movie. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. You that like movie, that movie, don't you? It's solid. It's not that good. I, I feel mean, like that'd be a movie right up your alley because you're a big movie guy. We I'm not a huge Harold and really Kumar fan. Honestly, I mean, the White Castle, that's the first one. Yeah, because Guantanamo Bay one. is the second one. That it's one. The best one. But that I think one part of it with the Harold about. and Kumar movies, especially the first one, but even the second one, was the shock of... Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Doogie Howser, yes, just reappearing, yes. especially in that you're younger, like from my generation, mm-hmm. we're like, where the hell has he been? I think this was prior, or I did not watch How I Met Your Mother until I've it seen a few episodes. It. But it before. So it was before that, and it was just like, and then he was funny in it, and it was just like this whole, like, what in the hell is going on here sort of thing, which I think added so much to the, the lore of that movie. Yeah, when he gets shot right halfway through, and then what, does he come back to life, and he's in the third one yeah. later on? Yeah, no, yeah. that's a great one. And. Obviously, Jim with the best shot of the day at LeBron James, calling him Aaron Rodgers. I got to give you the win. Are you, are, you, that one. are you anti-LeBron, Ryan? I'm not anti-LeBron. I think what he's doing at the age that he's doing it at is incredible. But yeah. I think responses like that, what he gave after the game, is what makes me somewhat dislike him you know, to where I'm apathetic towards him. I'm going to make, I'm gonna make uh, an announcement. I don't think I was hard enough on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you think? Because now I've seen another guy do it. I'm like, wow, that's annoying. Should we set Matt up tomorrow and ask him what he thinks about LeBron doing that? Yeah, we should ask him that. That's All a good right. idea. Do, you're the producer tomorrow, so don't let me forget. All right, yes, sir. Throw it in the stones. All right, we'll do. All right, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.
You know what? As LeBron last night went out and got swept, scored two points in the fourth quarter, seven in the third quarter, nine points in the second half. Uh, Michael Jordan. <clears throat> Hold on, Jim. You saw what he did in the first quarter, though, right? We're not underplaying that, are we? No, but we also also have acknowledge twenty-one points in the first quarter. We also have to acknowledge that that's insane. Three times, but and, and this is not tearing down his legacy. He's just he's out of gas. Like it's just the Nick Wrights and other others of the world of like, well, LeBron will just or even our teammate here, a duel is like, oh well, the Lakers get to the finals, they'll just win it. Like LeBron always wins in the finals, or like LeBron always comes through. So that was the narrative I pushed back on, which is the idea of like. Well, LeBron will just close it out. No, LeBron, and this is not his fault for his age, but again, we have to put this asterisk in there for his age. Like, is he a, is he a top ten? Like, he was not a. He said he was better than ninety percent of the league. He was not better uh, than ninety percent of the players in that series. Like, he was, I think, the third, and maybe we can be generous as the third best player in that in that series. Yeah, I think he was AD, the fourth. AD and Jokic are both better. You could make a case for Jamal Murray, and you have uh, off the air when we talked about I mean, it. Jamal scored more points in a single quarter and came through in the. Clutch. Did he have more than a twenty-one point quarter? Yeah. Jamal oh, wow. really just had three great quarters, though, I would say. His whole series wasn't that fantastic. Yeah, he had like a 30-point I mean, half, didn't he? I, start I just the, think it's a half, but then the second half he scored like seven points, like th- LeBron did last I night. I think it's absurd. We, we are like, wow, LeBron, that's not, LeBron that's stinks. Not. He had a 30-point game no, that's in a that game. That's not what I'm going to get for. But, I mean, like he did. He ran out of gas. I mean, Jamal Murray. I will like, completely he, agree with that. LeBron had nothing left. There was, 21 points in the first quarter as a 38-year-old is impressive. It is. Regardless and of how It was going to go two ways for LeBron. Either he was just going to punt, which he has done before. He did that in Cleveland where he just didn't show up, or he was going to try to do... It's honestly, he tried to do what he did for against the Celtics back in the day, and he just can't do it anymore. That's Again, it doesn't affect his legacy. He's the second greatest player of all time. Yeah. But what I really just wanted to get into was that Michael Jordan announced today, according to the company's uh, Instagram, has purchased for $3.5 million. What do you think he bought? Uh, Tom Brady? <laughs> I know the answer. So. Oh, okay. Sorry. So Michael Jordan bought a... Hennessy Venom F5 Roadster. Oh, wait, no, I thought you said Tom Brady. No, I said Michael Jordan, no. Uh, No, I didn't know this. For $3.5 million. Hennessy what? Bought a Hennessy Venom F5 Roadster. It is an 1,800-horsepower convertible car. He, it is a so they are. There's only thirty. Is there a picture of this somewhere? Yeah, there's pictures on online. There's only thirty of them made in the entire world. They go up to three hundred miles per hour, and wow. each one is commissioned to the car's owner, so it is made for you and actually exceeds three hundred miles. Excuse me. Why do you want this? You're just going to hurt yourself. Because he can. Yeah, that's fair. And that's all I was trying to get to. I wasn't trying to get into LeBron or the rest he of it. Can. Did you see what Tom Brady bought? Yeah, I know he bought. But wait, the Raiders? Yeah, the Raiders. It is. Uh, it is just one of the most ridiculous cars I've ever heard of in my entire life. This is brand new. This is not some. I mean, yes, it's exclusive. But there's only thirty in the world. This isn't some car from a movie or something like that. This is a car. That's wild. Three point five million dollars, and he can because if you watch, if you finish the movie Air yet. The man, Michael Jordan, still makes millions of dollars uh, from Jordan every damn year from his shoes, let alone all his other investments. What kind of fuel do you think that car runs on? Just cha- there's like winner's attitude and just, just like Jordan cha- sweat. Six rings. Yeah, Jordan yeah. sweat. <laughs> uh, I, so I mean, odd. what would you buy? And this is what I want to ask. 844-770-3776. You could have any car in the world for any price. What are you buying? <sighs> I'm not a car guy. I don't know. There's nothing you've been like, oh, this car looks super cool. Even, you don't have to, like, if you saw it in a movie or something, like, 
I just I don't I don't I don't get off on that, man. It's uh hey now. not my cup of tea. <laughs> You're such a oh god! You're I'm so not a car guy. <laughs> you don't have to be a car guy to find that there's a cool give, car. Give me you a want. Ferrari. I don't okay, know. Okay, well then just uh, say that. Well, I just don't even care about cars at all. What's the coolest <laughs> one? A Ferrari, probably. <laughs> uh, Ferraris are up there for sure. I mean, that's what this Hennessy car looks like. The yeah. one just from looking at. It. Are you a car guy? I'm not. No, I'm not a car guy either. But. I'm not a car guy, but like this is a pretty. Uh, there's like a, I don't even know exactly what it is, but it's like a Shelby Mustang uh, from I think I don't know the I think it's like 1969. It's whatever uh, Eleanor was in the Eleanor. movie. There's a movie Gone in 60 Seconds. Who's Eleanor? Oh, Nick Cage movie. Nick Cage movie. Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. He names the car Eleanor, and it is that's the car that I would want. Uh, I'll look it up in a minute here. But Ryan, do you have any guesses here? Um, what kind of car? I mean, what that kind of, no, was? what kind of car you want? Not a guess. Um, sorry. The car that they drove in um, Ford v Ferrari, whatever that car is that won the. Um, I think it's pretty dang close to what the, what Eleanor was. Yeah, I can't remember so what it's like. Eleanor a Ford GT. is a 1971 Ford Mustang sports roof, uh, and that's the movie that is featured in the movie uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Interesting. So that's what I would want. It is a custom one, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I'd want. But $3.5 million. Adam Madison chimes in. Oh, see, yeah, he chimes in with what is it? LR67, Shelby GT500. So he would buy an 87 Regal GNX. <laughs> These I are, don't know what that means. This is another he language. He says, look it up, Strofe. It'll, it'll make you a car guy. 844 770 If you had $3.5 million, you can keep the rest, I, I guess. But thought. what kind of car will you, would you buy? 844-770-3776. Money is not an option. Uh, money is not an object. What car would you buy? I, just I, I would buy an 87 Regal GNX. Describe it to us. Give it is really dazzling, boxy. Give me some dazzling so details. It's very rectangular. Um, you know, it goes up and then over the hood, and then the windshield goes up, and then it looks like, yeah, it kind of looks like a, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Is I can't car, do dazzling details. Is that the car cars. that Devin Booker drove during the finals all the time? He said he had like a gold one. He, would, he would drive it in and out of, uh, what is it, Footprint Center out there in Arizona? Yes, it looks a lot like it. It's similar. I, man, that looks like an old man car. I got yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I would want like a Ferrari or like a Corvette or something that's just flashy. Because I'm what, a flashy guy. That's what the Ford GT look. It's more of like a Ferrari like build and sort of model or not model, but you know make. I guess I don't know. It's it's much more curvy. The cars that are curvy like that are. You eh. like your cars voluptuous? A little more. <laughs> that, hey, that's what uh, I'm pretty sure. There's a Ferrari movie coming out. They even talk about that. They model the car after the good. you know perfect female image. Voluptuous. <laughs> Jesus. Sadler uh, wants to. Uh, he wants the car from Dukes of Hazard. I can't remember what that is, but that's a cool. Car. Oh yeah, isn't that a Challenger? Yeah, I think you're right. Did any of you do the big wheels when you were a kid? Did you? Think it was before Hot wheels or big wheels. Big wheels. So it had one big wheel and then like two small wheels, and you'd sit in it and like you'd pedal around. Oh, the one you actually sat in. Yeah, um, like yeah. as a little kid, but you'd pedal it. I I, I might have been before your times. I, I think my wife had it a little bit. They don't really make them anymore. But I had a Knight Rider one and I had a Dukes of Hazard one. Night like, Rider, yeah, that Night Rider car is pretty cool. Car famous too. from Benchwarmers, yeah, that's an all all time all time car, uh, all time movie. I gotta totally pivot here, so I'm I'm just gonna tell you what I've been working on the five minutes. That's why I've been kind of half out of this conversation. So I get a phone call um, from a number I don't recognize from Green Bay, nine two zero area code, and I, as one does, I looked up the phone number, mm-hmm. and then I went to a website that does re- phone, reverse phone lookup. Yep. And it gave me a first and last name, so I looked up the first and last name, and it brought me to a website called Green Bay Crime Reports. Um, which they they report on the daily arrests that happen in Green Bay. 
and this guy was on there in 2020 for battery and assault. Should I be nervous? No. Okay. Why is someone going to call you up and beat you up? Have you done something that would make someone want to beat you up? Not that I am aware of, but, I mean, for for that name to pop up and then that that arrest record to come up from three years ago, I mean, the number could have changed, of course. It could be just a telemarketer using a mask phone number. They didn't leave me a voicemail, but... The Adam and Madison says, I take back your man cards because if you are taking the imports over an American muscle car like I got, you got to turn in your... Um, okay, so are Ferraris an import? Corvettes are those oh imports? I don't know. Ferrari, Corvettes yes. Are not. Corvettes aren't. Do you not know who makes a Corvette? Chevy, right? And Chevy is a... American company. There you go. Yeah, I'm good at this stuff. There man. you are. I'm, I'm, I drive a 2007 Saturn Ion. What do you want from me? Rutledge is an idiot guy chimes in. Now you're talking my language. Give me a McLaren F1. Sold for a million Ooh. bucks in the 90s. Ooh. Now worth I know over what 20. that is. Now over, worth $20 million. I do not have that kind of money. DeLorean? Wow. You want a DeLorean? DeLorean. <laughs> really? Go you know back what a DeLorean is? Yeah. No. It's, the, it's, it's the, referenced the, a lot in rap music. Hop in the DeLorean. Do you know what movie it's from? So you're just not a curious person. So if you heard a rap lyric and you didn't know what it meant, you won't just check it out? Not cars, typically. Be curious, not judgmental. I'm not judgmental. But you're not curious. Like uh, If, if you hear a lyric things. in a song, yeah. you don't... Then, it was a car. I didn't know. I couldn't But tell then you, you wouldn't figure out why they're going back in time? Oh, it's from Back to the Future. Yes. That's what they drive in Back to the Future. Yes. Did you say that already? No. Well, okay. we were trying to get you to get there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the DeLorean. Yeah, you hop in the DeLorean to go back in I time. I want to go back in time and start this segment over. This is Rutledge <laughs> and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Dan Stoughton says he would buy a 2007 Dodge, or excuse me, Saturn Ion. Yeah, good call, Dan. Great idea. I got one with 235,000 miles on it. Not on the market, but if you make the right offer, might have to consider. Big Daddy Larry chimes in. 1970 Dodge Daytona slash Plymouth Superbird 450 CL Borg Warner uh, T10 4-speed. I have no idea what you just said. Yeah, I, I, I understood the Firebird part, but I after that, like it, was, it was game words, over. Yeah, it's game over. But look, I I kind of wish I was a car guy because they they are cool. Like, there's I, I'm not gonna lie, there's nothing like, dork. Like it is just a cool thing if you have this like this muscle car that can go really fast and and just fly by everyone. The problem I have is crappy cars that you invest your money into, whether it's. Uh, like a, a junky car that you've like my neighbor who is modified to be super loud or you know just a, a hunk of junk you just with bolts flying off of it as you're driving 100 miles down the road like that is just annoying mm-hmm. and frustrating but if you got like a really cool car out there and not not even like a fancy brand i mean something unique like anyone could just buy themselves a really high-end name brand car i mean i want something like the shelby or jordan's car like I want like that kind of stuff is super cool. I don't care about like the prestige brand of it. It's do, more of do like Do you think if LeBron spent three point five million dollars on this car, you have the same feelings? I wouldn't care. I don't hate <laughs> by all accounts, LeBron is a good person, good teammate. So why do you care now? What with Jordan? Yeah. Because Jordan's like the la- like the last of my like sports fandom that like I'm a kid about. Okay. It, it's also cool. I mean like that's there's thirty of them in the world. He bought it for three point five million dollars, and it goes over three hundred miles per hour. Yeah, that's wild. That part of it is wild. Where can you even legally do that? 
I mean, he probably owns like a track so much land. Yeah, right. he probably just has right. a racetrack in somewhere. There's a lot of racetracks in there. How do you, you time out slowing that down? You can go out to the Madison International Speedway. And drive 300 well, miles an hour? I don't, it's in a circle there. You can go out there. You can rent time. You can take... Uh, I just feel like that's so dangerous. Like, yeah. I mean, I've gone never in the Saturn, of course. But God. I've, I've gone pretty fast, but never. I mean, maybe a third of that or just over a third of that. And that's scary. Yeah, for most, I mean, now, like, newer cars, like, the cars I drive now, like, there's times I look down, I'm like, oh, I'm going too I'm fast. I'm going fast, right. And you just don't, you just with the flow of traffic, and, you know, the roads are nice, and your tires are nice, and you're just like, oh, I need to slow down. So, I do think unique cars that go fast are, are pretty cool. I just don't know anything about them. I couldn't fix them. That's, yeah. like, a life skill I wish I had, too. Well, I think it's kind of dope. I mean, it would be pretty cool to be like, <laughs> hey, you know what I did? I had a friend like this in high school. Like, would buy old cars and like fix them up and get them to run and then sell them or keep them himself. I'm like, that's, that's a pretty cool uh, skill to have. It's I an mean, incredible yeah. skill. I yeah. mean, by far. I mean, being able to put use your hands to fix a machine. You bring it I to mean, life? Yeah. Like, that's, that's nice. If but. I could fix half the stuff that was going on in the studio, I would, <laughs> I mean, I would be a millionaire. I'd probably be able to afford one of these cars. The, yeah, there you go. Uh, shout out, or not a shout out. Today is my daughter's birthday. Uh, she was actually probably born right around this time because when she was born, it was announced on Trenches with Tarek and Derek because I missed the show that day. It was a Thursday she was born. Who filled in for you? I uh, have no idea, honestly. Um, I, have, I don't know. I'd have this to. This is what, like eight years ago? Nine years ago? She turns 10 today. Did you say that part? Yes, earlier. I'm a bad listener. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, happy birthday, uh, 10th birthday to Rosie. I cannot remember who filled in, but it was announced on the radio that she was born, and I remember it wasn't that far before the show, and the show used to come out at 5 o'clock, uh, back when they had like a real host and everything. It was just like, you know, they made it more a prominent time slot to be on and everything. What the hell's like this? So it was on at 5 Why are you taking shots at me? Because I could. But You're the one that quit on them, not me. I just happily took over. Yeah. No, I did. I did. And I, I miss those guys. They're great. But, they are. You know. I have to give the scraps to the peasants here, and so you had to take some have a good opportunities. Day, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, happy birthday to Rosie. And the cool thing was these LED like tack lights are. Have you, you like in your room? You can like they're a long track light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some them. of those in college. Yeah, yeah. She's got them. Like I, I put them up for her, but all over her room. So I ran it along the baseboards, all oh, the way cool. around, and all, all the way around the ceiling. Oh, those are the ones you can change the color with yeah, the remote. And, like, yeah, goes yeah. with we music those, too. Yeah. yeah, and so she's like the happiest girl in the world. And that's just one of her presents, but. Ah, cool. What's I got the a big lot. one? I got dad points. We're taking her out to Dubuque. Uh, she wants to go to Mississippi. Dubuque, and Iowa? Some, that's where she wants to go. There's some cool stuff we're going to do out there. We, You're joking, No, right? we gave her some options. That's what she picked. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, this is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Cruise Light.